Yeah, so he's going to so he's going to the little boys' room, and 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 you guys don't know what you're missing. I have to tell you, I mean, not you guys in the room, but the guys that are listening or watching on uh, social media right now, because we're about to go live on social media. And so let's see if this thing will work. I don't know. It's always it's you know we were talking about technology, and that technology is great if it works. And of course, it's not so great if it doesn't work. But then you realize what you've got when it comes to technology. So, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you know, when it works, it's perfect. When it doesn't work, you know, it's like it's like you don't realize how important electricity is until all of a sudden the power company shuts you off. And then, you know, it's 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 nuts, you know, it's just nuts. Anyway, welcome, everybody. This is the hundred and sixtieth one six zero for those people who are who can't hear but are just looking at one six zero, baby, one hundred and sixty. I don't know how to assign that in real life of one hundred and sixty. And Brian's not here. Uh, but I wonder if I'm going to make it to, you know, my thousands and sixtieth show. That's what my goal is. But I want to welcome everybody. I am your host, Jan Landy. And I want to thank everybody that's on the panel, uh, listening or watching wherever you are uh, in any media outlet that you get this show. And as always, I want to thank Soundbroker. Soundbroker. So here, yeah, here it is. It's it. Soundbroker, I want to thank Soundbroker um, for their financial support because believe me, uh, they've been supporting me for a long, long time. So thanks a lot, Soundbroker. And I want to thank Mark Twain for giving me the opportunity to plagiarize his words in such a way that I created my own quote. I always thought that Mark Twain had said, it's better to keep your mush... Uh, Better to keep your mush. See, there you go. Better to keep your mouth shut and appear stupid rather than open it and remove all doubts. You know, he didn't really say that. He said something along those lines, and I am the one who fine-tuned it. So there you go. I'm impressed. Uh, you know, oh, I should have kept my mouth shut. Oh, sorry. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, so today I was talking to somebody on the phone, really a nice guy, and I was doing something for him that I don't normally do. You know, I don't remember what it was. I was being nice. I think that's what it was. I was being nice. And so I said to him, you know, I don't care. I don't care about everybody like I care about you. And he says, that's a slogan for a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, you know, Wayne, I don't care about everybody like I care about you. That's for sure. So all the rest of the guys out of here, you know, but I do care about everybody. Hey, and Bruce Fallis is in the room, ladies and gentlemen, uh, live from Los Angeles, California. And uh, we have David Dansky live from Los Angeles, California. And Greg Baker is in the room, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, somewhere in Florida. Um, yep. Where in Florida? Uh, uh, Dunedin, north of Clearwater. And visiting us all the way from down south, and I'm not talking south of Florida like the Keys, I'm talking way, way south, to Wagga Wagga, Australia. There you go. And these, with, with you guys in the room, I feel, I, I feel like a man amongst men. So thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. You know, it's really good to have <laughs> you in the room. So anyway, so, uh, you know, Florida, Las Vegas, what do we have in common? Ooh, Las Vegas just became the Stanley Cup winners of uh, of the world. Did, did anybody see that game? No, I forgot. It was really good. I don't watch hockey as a rule 
or even not as a rule, I don't watch hockey. But uh, the Vegas Knights, in just their sixth season in the National Hockey League, won the franchise uh, Stanley Cup 9-3. to three. I mean, it was pretty cool to, to watch it, you know. But one thing I realized, and I don't know if this is a fact or something I'm making up, maybe Tina could answer this question. Is it a prerequisite to have a beard in order to play hockey? <laughs> Uh, I it's, guess that's it's, you have to have something so the, so the puck doesn't bounce directly off your face. A little cushioning. It's a little protection. Yeah. And, no, and no, another big winner. Uh, you see the same thing in, uh, in baseball and you see it in football when they're on a run. And you see it in what we call in America, Wayne, soccer, which is football there. Yeah, they grow a beard on a superstition. Yeah, and and the and the other thing, the other thing is, I'm I'm wondering if it's a prerequisite to have tattoos in order to play in the NBA. I'm just wondering if that's the case as well, because by the way, Denver Nuggets they won the first NBA championship title in Game Five over the Miami Heat. So um, did anybody follow that game? I did, uh, and did you notice that the player of the series, whatever, uh, the guy from Eastern Joker. Europe, yeah, Serbia didn't have a tattoo. No way. No, he doesn't. And they allowed him to play. Yep. Well, maybe it, maybe he has a hidden tattoo. Maybe it's somewhere where the sun don't shine. Where is it? Where his tattoo is? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Nobody's ever seen that that far below. Stop talking about yourself, Jan. Okay, yes. let's move yeah. on. Hey, Novak Djokovic, he wins, uh, he, he's now the 23rd, uh, he has 23 Grand Slam titles. That's very impressive. That's compared to my zero Grand Slam titles. Um, anybody oh, see that? By the way, on that subject, Jan, on, uh, right now on YouTube TV, which is my provider. Very uh, good provider. There is a channel. There is a channel called the Professional Pickleball League. And you know who owns that Professional Pickleball League? Who? I believe it's Michael Jordan. I believe Michael Jordan owns the league. I'm not 100% sure. Do your own research. Oh, I forgot to say this. Oh, Tom Everything Brady owns one. Yeah. Everything you hear today is an opinion, so make sure you do your own research, okay? There you go. There's a disclaimer for the day. Tom Brady, hey, he looked good. He, he, he was there watching Novak uh, win the title. He was with Novak's wife. Not that we're starting any rumors right now. It's true. I saw it on TV, you know. That's it. So, speaking of uh, sports. He was also uh, called out for wearing uh, a $300,000 Rolex watch, uh, of which there's only 26 in the world. Um, Who? Uh, Brady. Why? Well, he can, he can afford, afford it. He can afford it. Why can't he buy it? Why does on he... earth would you do that? Doesn't he do Rolex ads? No, yeah. IWC. He does IWC. Oh. He's well, an IWC guy. The insurance has got to be, uh, you know, off the roof, you know. Well, yeah, are you sure it was a Rolex and not an IWC? Because IWC watches are quite expensive. No, no, it was a Rolex. It was a Arabic 
Rolex, all the all the numbers on the face of the watch are uh, in Arabic. And then uh, when it's time to pray, the watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. the one with the green dial and, it, and it's, um, yep. it's platinum. Yep. You Did you it. say that when it's time to pray, the watch turns to the east? No. Uh, no. It, no. Right. Uh, the second hand does. Yes. The second towards, hand turns to the east. Towards Mecca? Well, yep. speaking speaking of which, if anybody's looking to buy a watch, oh, uh, yeah, that's I got pretty. one for sale. I like that blue. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful watch. Tell us about the watch. It's called an IWC Portuguesa, and it is it used to be one of the top of the line for their watches. When you'd walk into the store, uh, the IWC store, they would have a plexiglass showcase that was on the wall, like framed. And they would have their Portuguese. This watch would be in that case, and you know you wouldn't be able to touch it without wearing gloves. So <laughs> there you go. You know, very convenient. Anyway, hey. Um. So the other thing that we're going to talk about is the PGA Tour. I mean, could you believe what just happened with the PGA? You know, I caught the end of it. What happened? So the PGA I, I saw merged with upset. the Saudi back live golf tournament. No, so basically it is a heated rivalry. <laughs> and basically what happened is they went in, in the beginning when they want, I mean, of course it's, it's proven fact that uh, the Saudis killed the reporter from the Washington post. Yeah. And they, of course, women, you know, they don't treat women very fairly and all that stuff over there. Do, so do they the, say live, do they call it live golf? LIV live golf. I, it's 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 the numbers in Roman 54. 54 golf. That's what it is. Well, there you have it. Yeah. See, you've learned something today. <laughs> even if you didn't know you were planning on learning something today by coming here today to watch. So there you it's, go. It's called 54 golf because the score, if every hole on a par 72 course were birdied, it'd be 54. It's hard to believe that they're that 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 they're that they're clever like that, but they can come up with something like that. It well, just made them the very clever, Tina. Is... Or either that, or you're very clever, and you've come up with something that they should know about that they don't. The bottom line, uh, uh, Jan, is is that money. That's the bottom money. line. Exactly. Money. It's a fortune that they. But but the reality is is that it is there is a fortune there, and they. Tiger Woods, when they originally proposed, some of the people split up and went to the Saudis. They they asked Tiger Woods not to play, and he gave up eight hundred million dollars. And they a bunch of players uh, didn't play. And then all of a sudden, behind their back, the 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 PGA makes a deal with them. And after you know telling all their players not to play, all of a sudden you know they screw everybody over. So. I'm not really a big fan of of the PGA right now, and I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling exactly the way I feel, you know? Yeah, because I saw, I was seeing the news footage, um, but my, my TV was on silent, but it was about the PGA Tour, and all the guys were really upset. I didn't get to listen to what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I just saw the, I just saw the word betrayal of PGA Tour management. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's a big betrayal to, to the people that, that stood up for them, you know, big betrayal. And anyway, um, a lot of another another group of people that are very unhappy are New Yorkers right now because Billy Joel will stop performing 
Billy Joel is no longer going to do his Madison Square Garden residency. He stops next year in 2024. I mean, what a run that guy's had. Isn't that amazing? Do you know how many times he's played there? No. I think it's 154 times. That's amazing. That'll be that'll be a record hard to break. Yeah. Impossible to break. Is he officially he's, retiring? No. He's no, just not playing those shows. He's not going there anymore. Once a month, he would play at the Madison Square Garden for 10 years. Wow. Or more. Yeah, yeah, the union's going to be uh, local. I asked the uh, local one is going to be unhappy about it. Well, yeah, it'll be a lot less gigs over there. But, you know, they'll, 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 I'm not worried about MSG. You know, I'm, well, I'm worried about eating MSG in my food. But uh, as far as the events go at Madison Square Garden, uh, I'm not too worried about them, you know. I'll tell you another person who's uh, given it up right now. After 40 years, after 41 years of doing the show, Pat Pat Sajak. After 41 years, I should be able to pronounce his name, you know. But um, Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak is retiring. And that not, I mean, I don't know about you, but Wheel of Fortune. I love it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he's had a long run. Yeah, forty-one years. I mean, that's the, that's almost longer than I've been born. Yeah, or so almost. I wish. Almost <laughs> longer than you've been born. Ballpark. It took him how long <laughs> to pull you out, huh? <laughs> yeah, ballpark. Ballpark. Yeah. Oh, you too funny. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Oh, I know. Speaking of youngsters, Al Pacino is set to he's he's turning 83 and he's going to have a baby with a 29 year old girlfriend so congratulations al pacino setting the way for all of us uh old timers that thought we might uh, never have a child now there's a possibility because al pacino is doing it why not 83 years old it's you know having a child at 83 is is in my opinion is really an excess in life and really unfair to the child. Don't you think? Yes. 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 Uh, I mean, but what I have to say is, y'all New Yorkers, you know. What's that got to do with it? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, it's just ego. No, I mean, now when somebody says to him, are you, you know, hey, he really means it when he says, are you talking to me? Because he could hardly hear now, you know? So are, are you talking to me? Hey, what? You know, hey, you talking to me? You talking to me? Oh, oh no, that's, uh, that's, that's Robert De Niro, isn't it? Yeah, they're the same, so what? Uh, yeah, same, 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 same. And meanwhile, so, I'm sure his girlfriend wanted to have a baby and he went, okay, I got the money. You yeah, that. I guess he sure does have the money, man. I'll tell you another guy who's got money is Johnny Depp. Johnny yeah. Depp, you know, you are you guys familiar with what happened with him and and uh, and that woman heard Amber what was her what was her name Amber yeah Amber Amber heard right Amber heard yeah. he he stood up to her and won right right yeah. right 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 he won a million bucks good for him <laughs> a million he's bucks giving it away he's giving it away he's chosen charities that he's going to donate the whole million dollar settlement that he won from Amber. Um, and basically he confirmed that he's giving it in the air of the five charities in case, you know, make a film foundation, the painted turtle, red feather, Marlon Brando's. And I, I, I you know, I'm sure I'm not going to pronounce this right. Tedaroda, Terraroa. 
Society Charity and the, the Amazonia Fund Alliance. So he's given it the money, 200000 to each. Cool. Good. So, you know. Oh, wow. And speaking Roland, of. We haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I've been uh, incapacitated. Got a uh, had back surgery and it affected my left leg. They hit a nerve. Oh, my God. Tell us about it if you want. No, it's I, I, I was in the hospital for 30 days uh, using a walker. And now I'm uh, using, uh, you know, a cane, but I'm still uh, hobbling around and not very stable on my feet. Well, at least you're able to smile now. I remember back pain. I remember I had to have a double hemilaminectomy. What kind of surgery did you have? What did they call it? I think it was a laminectomy. So it was supposed to be very simple, uh, three days out of the hospital. And I ended up staying three, 30 days and having blood clots. But the reason I'm, I'm smiling is my girlfriend that I live with. <laughs> Oh, we can only see it from the waist up. Let's not go there. It's a, some, 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 some people, uh, you know, there's some youngsters watching the show, I'm sure, you know, trying to learn something about sound and lights, you know. Of course, they tuned to the wrong show for that. But anyway, you know. Right, so Jan, my big question is, where are you? Because that doesn't look like your normal background, your, your Thailand background. Are you back? Funny in... thing is, that is his normal background. Well, usually there's a window behind him. It looks like he's in a... A different office with a window behind him and he's got a bookcase behind him now well this is before you joined us then this was the original background because i'm in las vegas i was gonna say it looks like las vegas yeah wow no i'm in albuquerque new mexico on the tanawan golf course oh wow. what, hole, what nice. hole are you at i see it out there <laughs> what hole What's is par that? on that course trying to get david to come visit but yeah. you know he travels to tokyo but he won't come to Albuquerque. Oh, I'm so spoiled. <laughs> hey, Sam, are those ball-proof glasses? It's actually a very large tree that stops 99% of all balls. It's a par five, and I'm on the second shot if you're a really good golfer. There you go. So that would be like by then I would already be at par five by the time I got to your window. You know. But I have a lot of jokes for the course, so uh, I got enough to make it. I can go through there with uh, I have about 18, 18 jokes that I space out throughout the court. If you ever play golf with me, you'll get to hear them all, you know. <laughs> ah. So there's an article now in the it, well. There's an article now in the New York Times. I believe it's the New York Times. Yeah, they're saying that noise can damage your heart as well as your hearing. But there's ways to measure exposure and reduce your risk. As a general rule of thumb, the World Health Organization considers average road noise levels to be 53 decibels and the average aircraft noise levels above 45 dB to be associated with adverse health outcomes. Um, through their metrics are weighted slightly different than the average of your your screen, 
Um, nighttime noise is considered particularly more harmful because it can fragment your sleep and prompt the stress response. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't remember waking up, the WHO has long, long recommended that you get less than 30 dB of nighttime noise inside your bedroom for high quality sleep. So <laughs> has anybody, all you engineers, has anybody um, DB'd your room to see what, uh, what kind of noise you got? Another article uh, out there where uh, a organization in Finland has uh, they're waiting for uh, governmental approval, but they can uh, replace all the damaged hairs in your ears and ah, restore and restore hearing uh, from all those people from the 70s and 80s. So how true is this? Uh, it is true. Uh, I mean, uh, look at uh, Robert S's post on Facebook, David. Robert who? Scoville. Scoville posted that? Yeah. Well, there you go. I normally I would say you can't believe everything you read. That's why I go through stop signs. However, in this case, if Scoville <laughs> says it, it's got to be true. Well, I mean, at least it's a glimmer of hope, put it that way. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, just go ahead and search him, you know, and uh, you'll see the link. Well, can you believe it is what is the, is the name of the show? Can you believe it is what I want to know. Can you believe it? What? I didn't hear you. What did you say? I said, can you believe it? <laughs> I can't I hope so. hear you. Yeah. So, Jan, I heard the other day. I saw oh, I can't hear you. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard the other day that I only saw the end bit on the news, but they did an experiment where uh, an office building, uh, like it might have been a, a marketplace or whatever, they decided to turn all the noise off, like, you know, all the background noise and for whatever, just to do an experiment. And everyone was more relaxed. And Where was and this? It, it, it was in... It was Bizarro world? Was this Bizarro world? No. The Superman planet? No, they just did an experiment. And it was on the news the other day, but I can't remember exactly where it was. <clears throat> but they did a... And it was a big company doing But they turned all the background noise. I think they even turned a lot of the bright downlights and uh, just to see whether the people were more relaxed at work. That's basically what it was about. But it was... They said it worked. So I don't know whether that's got anything to do with... Um, sound messing with you well Wayne, of I, you know i'm in corporate buildings i've installed white noise speakers you know we're talking about buildings with all the cubicles and all the all that you put white noise frequency you you blast it you know from at low volume uh from the ceiling tiles out of phase and you won't believe uh, you know, how I mean, they're talking about 40% more productivity from the people. It's pretty, it's significant. So the white noise they were 
doing inverted? What was what was it blocking out? Just it's uh, well, it's, it's every, the air conditioners, people talking, you know, amongst themselves. You can't hear the person in the next cubicle. Uh, you know, it's pretty effective. Yeah, but wouldn't that join somewhere? Like, so if you had those bunch of frequencies and you walk it's, somewhere, uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it diffuses before it gets to it, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I work at um, um, at Vinnie's two days a week, and they've got the little radio going, and they've got the, like the distributed speakers everywhere. And some yeah. spots, some spots, the the eight hundred to two k just they just sum like hell, and then you will go other spots and they're not there. Right. So the so if they put white noise in there, I would have thought, yeah. It's oh, you froze there. No, no, not really. Did you? Is he frozen? Did he get into the freezer again? Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's interesting stuff. All that, but I I know they have done experiments with that. They um and and I I think I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it's true or not, but they I've been told that if that uh, if you put um quite a few low frequencies like inaudible low frequencies uh, in a room <clears throat> the people can't sit still after a while maybe they oh, maybe they yeah. that to the mythbusters and see if they can um, prove it wrong or right another yeah. word another thing you could do is experience like really low frequencies and see how many people shit in their pants it's right uh, right it, you, you can experiment with that wayne down there as well uh, they've done remember, that one remember but... years ago uh the earthquake movie that was the beginning of subwoofers yeah, A1 Audio put the subs in the uh, Chinese for that. Right, right. And I thought it was hip-hop music that did it. Unbelievable. No. Nope. See? But maybe it was a, a, a musical instrument many years ago, long before audio was invented. Pipe organs. That's right. Long before audio was invented, when Mel Brooks was only a 2,000-year-old man. That's when they were invented. <laughs> I think he invented it, is actually. So those, those big old... Church organs, don't they go down to 16 hertz? Oh, yeah, big time. And, uh, you know, Wayne, you know, my gig with these guys, you know, I'm, I was tasked to capture, you know, six hertz. And try and capture that. And then all the fun, uh, you know, that's the fundamental. And then all the all the harmonics above it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there you... was no microphone that could do it. We had to do, uh, we had to use uh, uh, seismic recorders. Have you heard that, you know, like playing Mozart and Beethoven music in the background when you're learning things and enhances your learning ability? I have. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it. Uh, 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 it's not the composer. I think music by itself in the background, you know, uh, uh, produces endorphins in your brain to go ahead and seek more. No, actually, actually, if you Google this, and somebody I'm sure will Google this, that they, they somehow the music of Mozart and Beethoven stimulates your brain into learning. 
uh, if you if you if you play the music in the background while you're trying to learn something, uh, you would be able to. Uh, it, it'll help you learn it. Now, I, I guess it's a little harder to tap your foot to the music. You know, I, I you know sometimes I listen to you know music and I'll tap my foot. You know, but I wonder how hard it is. I never thought about it, but I don't think that when I listen to Mozart or Beethoven, I tap my foot along with the music. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it's just the frequency it's on because some frequencies are bad frequencies. Yeah. You see, I mean, how do you tap your foot to that? You know? I guess uh, don't do it while you're driving the car. Okay. Oh, all right. So I have to get off in about uh, 10 minutes. So well, um, I, I like to get off a lot more often than that, but okay. In 10 minutes. That's just oh. the first one. <laughs> Dan, I'm in real. I'm in real. I'm feeling break. really good being back in Vegas. It's the air, I tell you. You know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except on this show. You know, right? Even we'll tell us about your uh, trip. You in the towns you visited. Well, first, David has to get off. I want to hear more about this. What does David got to say for himself? Well, I was going to talk about the uh, Hotel California band that I'm working. Oh, with. talk about it. Talk about it. So just to start, because everybody here already knows, I'm working with a, a tribute band called Hotel California, A Salute to the Eagles. They're the oldest Eagles tribute band, and they're the only one that's been certified or uh, allowed to play the Eagles music with permission from the Eagles. And they're great. They're great musicians, and they're very interesting because they're a well-oiled machine. And what they do is they carry a digital console for monitors. They carry their own wireless headset mics. They carry their own in-ear transmitters and receivers. And they carry their own microphones. And they always place the same mic in the same place so that this mix that they have on their mon in-ear monitor board never has to change. The gains are set. The locations are right. The sound is the same. So they come in, and they can set up their entire show in two hours, do a sound check and be ready to go in less than three hours. And they have a fan out of 32 inputs that go to the front of house board. It's really brilliant how they make it work. So that was my question. Uh, yeah. yeah, how would they split it out? It's inputs or is it an output from the digital board? No, the inputs uh, go into a splitter, but they're about to change that. They're, they they were in an LS9, and they just bought today, through Mr. Landy, a, a QL1. And with the, so with all the output cards they can stick in the slots and all that other stuff, they're going to get their 32 out and their 32 in. And uh, at some point, they'll be uh, fully uh, Dante networked with the, uh, they have to buy mics in and uh, IEMs now to upgrade that too. But at some point, it's all going to be totally internal. Really cool. And they'll have a fan out for front of house. So David, I did a show with a band for a, a corporate thing. It was the Virgin uh, Virgin Airlines launch. And, and the band, you know, we did like six different cities around the country. <clears throat> and the band had their own monitor console and they uh, did not have a monitor guy. And they gave me 32 inputs to front of house. Right. And uh, the, the monitor console sat next to the guitar player facing him on the stage. And they like like you said, they set everything up the same way. 
with their their road crew and everything and they mixed their own monitors because they were all in-ears and they had you know they had these little they just walked <laughs> over to the console when they set their mixes changed anything they needed to change and off they went and it was it was really they were they really did good it from at the it. console bruce they went they, to the console and did it and they didn't have individual mix pads like uh what is it, no the that was before that was before mix pads this is an analog console the oh. the uh the uh, the the uh the rack it had a bunch of eqs in it that basically stayed the same because they were all wearing in here so they didn't need much eq and it was a, a yamaha 1800 and uh a 32 channel 1800 and i had a 3k up front of house and uh, they just walked, the board sat right on the stage next to the guitar player, and they did their own, it was the funniest thing, man. But it worked That's so right. well, because they were good at it, you know? I mean, they knew what they wanted, they knew how to get it, you know? Well, in this case, George, the guy who owns, runs the band, owns the band as a guitar player, drives the bus. I mean, he's really a great guy. He uh, doesn't <laughs> want them screwing with the mixes. Yeah, yeah, the guitar player, the yeah. Individual ones. He wants them to focus on the music. So that board is off stage right or stage left, depending on where the house box is. And nobody touches it. But they carry their own mics and everything. So they don't have to touch a thing. Yeah. It's all yeah. Set. I was surprised at how well it worked because it was analog when I did it, you know, and it was it worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now it works even better. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they got, yeah, yeah. They don't have to carry racks of crap anymore. They just park the console yeah, next to the stage. Everything fits, everything fits under the bus. No trailer. Wow. wow. And that's like 17 guitars and all the amps and the drums and the keyboards and, and everything. So you're tour touring with them? Yeah. I'm touring. Oh, I just did a 10-day tour and I'm going back out again in a week and a half for another 10-day tour. Mike, uh, you're slated to uh, play at uh, Route Ruth Eckerd Hall, uh, if memory serves correctly, uh, late uh, August or early September. Right. So, See, I'm I'm with them all the time until I have to leave them, which is mid-August. Oh. I, I've got other stuff to do. And, you know, I'm only replacing the sound guy who fell out of a tree. So hopefully he'll be back because he, <laughs> he broke a few things. And But in any case... I saw on the schedule with her Ruth Eckert, and you should go. I'll give you the name of who to talk yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, really good. You know, uh, Dave, I remember. I remember on, someone. Uh, I remember. I, excuse me for one second, Greg. I remember. I remember a sound engineer that fell out of the sky once and broke both his mixing hands. Uh, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> In a hang glider. Yeah, I did. I brought. I had two casts on my hands. And, and you I were mixing a show, right? You were having trouble turning the, the rotary knobs. I was knobs, mixing. The, I could mix the show with two fingers with no pain. The minute I tried a third finger, it hurt like hell. <laughs> so I was a four-finger four finger mixer. Who were you with at that? I forgot who you were out with at that time. That was Sandy Duncan, who, who the uh, had done the Peter Pan on Broadway and stuff. And she had never done a nightclub act. So this is the first time she had a microphone in her hand. So she was really nervous. And... Uh, she, she had never done it before and she needs a good sound right? effect whoever put that in you know the harp yeah so what was that? that was my alarm i'm supposed to leave they, yeah. the, she saw me with good two timing. caps in my hands and she like turned white you know what the hell this is my this is my first time i'm really nervous and when it was all over she signed a picture to me and says it's a good thing you did a great job or i would have broken both your legs too <laughs> <laughs> what a nice lady she was she was a sweetheart so 
that's when I was living in Tahoe and decided to go hang gliding. I had a hang glider. We used to carry it on the road with us when I was out with Neil Sedaka. The two of us had two hang gliders, two idiots. He, he, the year before that, he snapped his arms. I just like cracked and dislocated. Who, Neil Sedaka was, was hang gliding? Yeah, and then his monitor mixer was with him. His monitor mixer snapped both his radiuses, hang gliding on the same hill I was on. I should have learned, but no. Anyway. He said, I, David, I thought I was crazy uh, driving uh, driving go-karts around stadiums, you know, with Aerosmith. Holy crap, man, yeah. you're way ahead of me. We went and bought special gliders where the 20-foot leading edge would break down into uh, 11 feet. So we only had to deal with an 11-foot bag of hang gliding. And then we would rent cars and just go f find a hill we could walk up and fly down and walk up and fly down. And very, I very decided cool. I was better than I was, and I wasn't anymore. <laughs> that was the end of it. The price well, of fun. The price of fun, David. <laughs> so I am going to fly. I'm flying out. All right. Goodbye, All right, everybody. David, I'll see you uh, next week. Before you go, have you a great week. On Facebook for the Eckerd gig. All right. Oh, yeah. I want to check that. I want to check out. You yeah, and make sure you tag yourself in on this on the show. If you're in, if you're on the panel, tag yourself. Um, you know, that um, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. Tag yourself and give us a thumbs up. You know, we'll get more people coming in. It's it's a lot more fun with more people to make fun of. <laughs> well, make fun of me. I'm leaving. Goodbye. All right. Take care. Bye, David. Bye, David. Oh, do me a favor. What? Do me a favor. Call George and tell him that I will call him as soon as the show's over. Okay. okay. I didn't you got it. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Dave. And also, I, I forgot to tell him, I'm going to be with Kenny Newman tonight. We're going to, guess where he, he wants to take me out to a special dinner. And so we're going to, um, what's that chicken place, Tina, that we used to go to? I got mental block on it. Crispy chicken, not crispy chicken. Um, what's that chicken place, Tina? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, that's it, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> It is a religious food. experience there. That's what they say. Kenny's taking you experience. to fast food? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. He's on a budget. You know, he's on a budget. Is he still <laughs> in his residency there? With Manilow. Yeah, Manilow is in Manilow's birthday's coming up. I think he's going to turn 80 years old. And uh, so they're and and their drummer couldn't make the shows, so they're they uh, they've got a uh, a drummer that used to play with him twenty years ago is is come back to play. So I'm wow. coming to Vegas on Saturday. Say that again. I'm coming to Vegas on Saturday. I'll be there for the week. Well, then we'll get together. You and I will actually see each other in the flesh. <laughs> in the flesh. Let's go to some place where, you know, like like a steam room or something. That way we can a see all the Oh, Lord. <laughs> TMI, Dan. TMI. <laughs> hey, Greg, this is where the humor happens here, you know, and this yeah. is it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so basically, yeah, absolutely. Let's get together. Where are you staying? I think we're staying at Harrah's. Uh, we're working at the um, Caesars Forum Convention Hall sort of behind Harris right there. Can you tell us what the job is? Well, <laughs> it's called CCW, and I have no freaking idea what that means. <laughs> CCW. It's, it's a convention. That's like a concealed carry yeah. permit or something uh, it's, like it's, it's a general session for some big convention. It's like 3,000 in the audience, and they're going to, you know, talking heads, you know. So we'll have time for dinner? 
I don't know. It depends on the rehearsal schedule and, you know, it depends on, I won't really know for sure till we get going. Okay. Very good. But I won't forget. <laughs> Hopefully. I yeah. won't forget. Yes. Yes. I know yeah. you'll have a, you'll hold a yeah. customer yeah, contact. Bacchanal for you, Bruce. That's, that's what I say. You know, what was that? Jan buys at Bacchanal for you. That's what I said. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. At least it's funny to me. So I had some friends. Oh, I'm going to show up if he goes to Bacchanal. <laughs> I want to take him. I want to take him to Fausto Tacos. That's really good. <laughs> or maybe we'll just join Kenny at Chick-fil-A. You know, what can I say? You I'll, know, I'll have my, I'm driving out so I can meet you anywhere, you know? Yeah. So Kenny says the same thing. He says, yeah, we can meet anywhere, but let's meet at the Chick-fil-A across the street from the hotel. I said, Kenny, you got a car. We can go anywhere. You know, oh, no, no. Chick-fil-A. It's Chick-fil-A night tonight. So I guess he has a, you know, he has a way of. It's going to cost you more in parking. What? What? To park your car near the Chick-fil-A across from his hotel? I don't know where he's going to. I'm sure. I'm sure Chick Fil A has a parking lot. I, I doubt there's a Chick Fil A on. Come up and take him to one that does on they, the Strip. You know. Yeah, uh, I haven't been to the Strip yet since I've been back. Well, there actually is a Chick Fil A on the Strip that they built a couple of years ago. But really, it's, yeah, it's on the south part of the Strip, uh, um, near the 215 freeway, right on the corner. They built a Chick Fil A and a Starbucks. Holy cow! Well, isn't that funny? Yeah, there's one on. Uh, do you are you familiar with this the Chick Fil A on Sahara? Yes, it's on Sahara and Rancho Drive. Okay, so the, <laughs> oh, okay, so that's where, that's off the strip. So that means that they do have parking. Yes, they have parking there. Oh, there you they go. So they have a lot of parking at that one. So now I'm no longer worried. That whew, what a load that is of my mind. Yeah, could you believe it? That's it. That's it. That's again the show title. Can you believe it? That's it. So, um, moving right along with the stories that I want to talk about. Can you believe it? I'm surprised he didn't take me to the 7-Eleven because the Slurpee has just had a makeover. Don't worry. Don't worry, folks. The, <laughs> the recipe isn't changing, just the cups. Beginning Monday, the new look will include uh, eccentric colors, you know, electric vibes, and they feature the uh, the Slurpee logo of a big S. How clever. S for Slurpee. I never would have thought of that myself. If I didn't know better, I would have thought that 7-Eleven paid you for that drop. <laughs> Commercial drop. No, there's no, <laughs> nobody's paying me for anything right now. There's no political paid announcements right now. But uh, speaking of political, um, Illinois Illinois just outlawed book banning in public, which is the opposite of the red states. You know, the red states are banning books like crazy. And now Illinois has a law that no book can be banned from public libraries. And I think that is spectacular. They're not it's banning absolutely. books. You know, there you go. They're not banning books. What do you mean they're not banning books? They're banning they, books in Florida. No, they're not. You people sometimes. Yes, they are. No, they're not. They're stopping sexually explicit books from being offered in the libraries of elementary schools. That's it. Read the goddamn thing. That's it. 
Well, well uh, excuse me. You can I, walk in any public library and get any book you want. There's I just no want to. I just want. I just want to say right now. Just remember, everything you hear now is an opinion. Okay, that's Not, it. We're, it's this opinion before. show. So let him say whatever he wants. My cousin lives there. It, they're not banning books. In Dunedin, Florida, they they removed 126 books from their shelf by local public library because they didn't want to get sued. All right? That's their choice. They weren't told to remove it. There you go. That's their choice. They were, they, they, they were afraid of being sued. So it... Unequivocally, it's the same thing. Listen, you could you could you look at California. You could be sued for anything here. So so right. The the, the well, libraries yeah. only have so much money. Well, as they say, you can sue a ham sandwich if you want. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to win. Right. I, <laughs> Unless I you're in California. I, I I think you're right in the in the sense that the word ban is incorrect, but. Uh, the prospect of all of the fervor over all this has has trickled down to where people just don't want to do it. I mean, to kill a mockingbird, according to the state of Florida, is is unacceptable. It has okay. to do. It has to do with race, and that's all. What it has to do with it has to do with the their. Uh, and I forgot what it is. It's being woke or CRT or something along those lines. Define I can't remember woke. right now. Creative race theory. That's what it is. Is that what it's called? Creative race theory. CRT. What does it mean? Um. I knew ten minutes ago. It just escaped me. Okay. Yeah, you see, and that's the problem. We don't know, and and no, and, I know. I just don't know right the second. I'm getting old. Well, there you go. I'm, you know, you can explain. <laughs> what does it mean to be woke? What does it really mean to be woke? Is the question. Now, that's Critical. that should be the so, it's, that it's should crit- be that should be the show title instead of Can you believe it? It's, but what does it mean to be woke? It's critical race theory. That's it. Critical race theory. So you see, and they're they're trying to they're trying to change that as well. You know. If you want my opinion, and of course nobody's asked for my opinion, so I'm willing to give it. That's it. You know, basically there's, you know, basically it's it's come down to we're heading into race wars. I mean, that's all there is to it. There's more, there is more right now anti-Semitism than ever before. There's more uh, racial violence than ever before, or well, maybe not ever before. I'm sure in the days of the Egyptians, where you know the Jews were slaves, I'm sure there was a lot going on there. You know, more than today. You know, I'm sure in the days of slavery, there was a lot more. You know, a lot more critical race theory going on then than there is today. But still, nonetheless, it's still around. You know, there's more. There's more uh, Nazi uh, Nazi presentations going on and rallies than ever before. Uh, except, of course, during the days of the Nazis. So basically, this is the time where people are really frustrated about life. They're getting too much information from one source and not all the sources. And we are definitely being split apart as a people. And and that's a shame that's happening right now. Yeah, as they say, you here, divide man, to conquer. Going to uh, uh, Disney World, where uh, they were greeted at the entrance to the Disney property, 30 people waving Nazi flags and and lauding uh, the current governor. 
what does that say to the little kids, you know, who just want to go and see, you know, Tinkerbell or, or Ariel or whatever they're looking for. And then they see, you know, Nazi flags on the way in. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand, understand why it. people uh, attack uh, or use their their uh, liberties to to do this in front of kids. Like, exactly. you know, they choose to, to shoot up elementaries. They, they choose, everything is done. Why, why the kids? Why not leave them alone? Leave them alone, yes. You know, now I get the approval point. At Disney World, agree. that's crazy. Like, why are you there at Disney World? Those kids don't even know what that is. In Albuquerque, all they see is is under the gun for turning down a Native American who had long hair, and their use was the 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 way he looked was not appropriate for Chick Fil A. There you go. Well, that's what I'm saying right now. There's a there's a there's a lot of opinions out there floating around, and that's because people are getting their information from one source believing that source, believing it to be true. And, and then there are other people believing from another source, believing it to be true. And then of course, there is the problem in that respect that, uh, you know, who's right, you know, like who's right. And the question is, is are there facts anymore? Do the facts mean anything? You know, you listen to, you listen to, uh, let's just say MSNBC, you hear one side of the story. You listen to CNN, you're another side of the story. You listen to Fox, you hear a third side of the story. And, and if you listen to the ABC, NBC, uh, CBS, PBS, whatever, whatever news, it's, it's everybody has a different take and a different twist on it. It's not the same as it used to be when I was growing up where there were only three, three networks, CBS, ABC, and NBC. Everybody got their news from the same sources. Now, not so much, you know? But the problem is, is that a lot of people are getting the wrong news. And they are believing it to be true because it's being force fed to them because they don't go anywhere else because they enjoy what they hear. And that's all there is to it. And until we figure out a solution to that, we're just going to get more and more divided as a people. And that is the idea behind the people that are politicians. They want people divided so that they could conquer. Period. End of story. Divide and conquer. United we stand divided we fall and that is that is not an opinion of mine i believe that is an opinion of every every uh, dictator ever that lived wait what is it like there in australia what do you mean when it, what is it like here in well, australia as far as us versus them politics oh i don't really follow politics but i think politics is pretty much in a in a capitalist society it's pretty much the same as most places um there, there's always, well, I suppose you could say, you know, that I could go into a few stories, but there, there's, there's a thing, I don't, I don't know enough about it, but the Aboriginals at the moment want a voice in Parliament. Um, and I can't see any problem with that, but I can't see with the problem why they just don't get um, a candidate and that candidate gets elected and they could, they've always, I think anyone can have a voice in parliament if they get um, voted in, in a democratic society. The, um, but Australia's not, uh, I always go for this. Everyone should, we live in a great country in Australia and we should go for celebrating the fact that we do that. And 
instead of dividing everyone. Because if there's too much division, it just ends up everyone argues amongst there and no one no one achieves anyone, anything I should say. Or the most powerful speaker wins and the others all fall off the and then half the population's unhappy, isn't it? I don't know the answer to all that stuff, but I certainly think in Australia, there's only 25 million of us. It would be good if we just don't divide ourselves. Is that, well ever, is that ever a possibility? I don't think so. Well, every society has the, has those people in the society that some people don't like, whatever society is hmm. in China, they have the Uyghurs, you know, um, just for an example, you know. But, well, everyone uh, doesn't think the same either. Nobody you know, thinks. The um, but uh, I don't. There's I don't know if there's an answer to it. Um, I don't know what anyone else thinks. But uh, but I just like the idea of um, uh, the democratic society where you vote for the people that a candidates have put up, and then once they're elected, even if it's only a very small majority. For three years or whatever that period of time that they're in, it would be good if you just accepted that for that three years. Do you do you think that's a good scenario? So even if if, if the person doesn't that doesn't get in that you want in in politics, you just have to accept that in a democratic society for whatever the period of time. Okay. That- well, with I mean, here's a here's one of the most comfort, controversial subjects <laughs> yes, sure. everywhere in the world. And and that is abortion. You know, oh, yeah. That's abortion. So the right wing in our society believe that uh, they are completely anti-abortion, no matter what. Even if you were raped or incest, doesn't matter. Uh, even even to the detriment of the life of the mother. That is unfortunate, but that's what it, that's where it's at. And then the other side believes that you know that the woman has a right to her to choose. Her, the own destiny of her body. And of course they take that to the extreme. Whereas, you know, like can a woman end the pregnancy up to nine months, you know, which of course I would, I would think that would be murder. And in reality, I mean, you know, but the question is, is when does a, when does a baby become a baby? When does it become a real human being? And that subject is going to be open for debate no matter what. And so, you have a politician that are, that are going in there and saying, hey, look, you know, we're going to we we are going to outlaw anything that has to do with a woman's right to choose in that respect, including an abortion pill or birth control. We don't want to have a choice of birth control. And that, I think, is wrong. So when you get somebody in office like that, that has such a different belief than what you have, it's whether you know whether you believe it or not, then all of a sudden, there it becomes a real sticking point uh, for you, and it's really hard to justify that that person is representing you. You know, mm. I mean, we have a person here in the United States called Marjorie Taylor Greene. I can't understand. I just can't understand how the people of her district in Georgia voted her in. I don't get it, but she's there. You know, I'll give you another example of somebody who I can't believe is in office in the United States. Uh, this guy Santos out of New York. No kidding. He lied about everything about who he is. There's nothing that we know about this guy when he ran that was true. 
Everything he said was a complete lie. And yet this guy is right now sitting in Congress as a, as a legitimate congressman in the United States Congress because basically because they the Republicans need his vote. And if he gets busted for all the stuff that he did with all the facts, it's going to be portrayed as the Department of Injustice, you know, doing a political hit job. Yeah. I mean, look, some people, not everybody agrees with my train of thought, you know, Um, and some people believe what they believe. And I believe that they have the right to believe what they believe. And they might be even right. I mean, like, for example, uh, what Bruce said about about what his belief in regards to what's happening in Florida. You know, he might be right. I don't know. He might be 100 percent. He could be 100 percent right. You know, Greg could be, you know, because he Bruce might be getting his news from somewhere else. But he hasn't walked inside the schoolroom. He hasn't been inside. And neither is Greg and neither is I. So until you see it with your own two eyes, what's real? I respect everybody else's uh, opinion and actions as long as they do not. Uh, impinge upon other people's actions and beliefs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid. Um, and, uh, you know, but the greatest thing my dad taught me was listen, respect, and state your peace. And they are better than you, and you are better than them. So in other words, we're even. If everybody had that belief, Greg, this, the world would be a better place to live. Greg, I'm in the same boat as you too, Greg. My dad's uh, assistant, an assistant pastor, and he always told me, he goes, hey, you know, it's okay to believe whatever you want to believe, you know? And I, I live by the belief, hey, whatever you want to believe and the way you want to live is fine as long as I can live and believe the way I want to live, not, you know, try to shove your, you know, whatever down my throat or whatever. That's how I live. Yeah, I think that's the golden rule, right? He who has the gold makes the rules. Is that it? Oh, no, no, that's different. Um, <laughs> that's a different rule. Uh, basically, the golden rule is do unto others as you would have others do unto yourself, right? But that's really not really true. I heard it a little bit differently, and I really like this method of the golden rule. The golden rule should be do unto others as they would like to have themselves done unto. How do you I like them know. apples? Can you believe it? Look, Can you believe it? What the hell? Yeah. I, all I'm saying is be open to all avenues. Right. So, Bruce, did I just lose a dinner? <laughs> no. You know, I mean, really, the reality is, is like, there's just so much. I don't, so I don't much really, I don't care what anybody else does. But, you yeah. know, people, people got to get their story straight. You know, that's the only well, everybody, that's the problem. Every, you can't everybody, get, you know. everybody has their truth. And I got news for you. There's only one truth. You can believe whatever the hell you want. But there's, a, you know, <laughs> and I, I and I have such a problem with people talking about what other people think. Like everybody's got their impression on what the Republicans think or what the Democrats think. And half the time they don't even get the story right. And it's just, it's so annoying. I just can't even believe it. You know what? I agree with you completely. And I think everybody in the room would agree with you, except for maybe Wayne. But then again, I don't know what Wayne's thinking. Here's a a little example with the abortion thing. And my wife's got to hang up about this too. 
I said the 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 very far right wing want and the and the evangelicals want to get rid of abortion completely. The Republicans don't generally think that way. They think it should it should be allowed up to a certain point, but not at nine months. I agree with you. You know, we we agree with you. You you don't abort a baby ten minutes before it's born. You know, you just don't do that. And exactly. And, and that's what they're trying to do here in California. They want to, they want to be able to get abortion up until the last minute. And I don't agree with that at all, you know? And you know what? I'm going to go on record saying I don't agree with that at all either. Yeah. I think that that, that, that even though I you don't know, know if it's a real human is, being. The funny thing is, is we all in this room probably think along the same lines. But the problem is we get fed bullshit from all these places that, that make us think that the other sides are doing all these crazy things. And then they're, they're not necessarily, you know? <laughs> so, right. You the know, question is, uh, uh, Bruce, is where is that middle point that we all agree? And you know yeah. what? I got a little news for you. The government wants this to happen. They want us to get split up. This is what this is all about. Make these people hate each other. That's what this is all about. And boy, well, do I, I got think, something I, I can send you guys. it's not the government itself. I think it's the people that are, 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 are striving for the power to yes. run the government. Yes, yes, yep. And I could send you something right now in the chat room that you guys could take 20 minutes and watch and it would change. It would be very eye opening for all of you. You know, the, the EU had a big meeting just a couple of weeks ago with some doctors and and and, and a whole lot of shit got talked about. And COVID was one of them. And, and uh, you know, the whole, whole COVID thing was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and I. I heard that same thing, Bruce, what you're saying. I actually heard and I actually saw that. And it was like, okay, that was a real eye opener. It was like, okay, here, what can you actually believe nowadays? Well, yeah. you know, you got to find the people that, you know, that, that know. And you know what? I got news for you. All the networks and all these news organizations, they're, they're all part of the problem. <laughs> you know? Well, if well, you've uh, noticed listen. something, if you notice something, once they get on to a subject, it's like a dog with a bone, man. They don't let go. I mean, it's it's like I was saying someone today. I was saying something today that if 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 there was something major that would happen in the world, you know, God forbid, like uh, like for example, let's just say um, a volcano blew up and destroyed a whole a whole city or a country or whatever. All like our new what's going to happen in Philipp uh, in the Philippines next week. Yeah. Right. Or, well, Kanalea uh, is now, you know, but I'm just saying if there was some major catastrophe that happened today, all the news media is, would, would, would all they would do is cover Trump. That's it. They wouldn't cover anything else. You know, I don't care. You know, 15 people were, you know, mowed down by a lawnmower, you know, but today we're all we're going to talk about is Trump. And then the, on the cryon, they would have 15 people mowed over by a lawnmower. You know, that would be it. And that would all you'd hear about it. But here, you turn to this show, you'll hear all about it. So next week, yeah. <laughs> next week we'll cover stories we didn't cover this week. Can you believe it? I understand, I it. Bruce, and and I respect your opinion. I'm. It's not you and I versus each other. I think everybody needs to shut up and meet in the middle and talk and listen. I think that's the most important point. And with that, we're going to leave that advice 
and we're going to come back next week. So we'll, we could talk about it in the room for a little while. And then if you want to, uh, if you want to stay around, we could talk about it. But for those people on social media, we're going to leave you with a cliffhanger. What happens next? All right. Anyway, remember, everything you heard today is a opinion. So do your own research. Just remember, you make it happen. Click that like button. Subscribe. We're up to 355 subscribers. Uh, I think some something in the neighborhood of about 40 to 70 people listen and watch the show every week, which is phenomenal. I never expected to have any more than myself <laughs> listening. Uh, of course, I have Bo listening to the show multiple times from different accounts. So that does help a little bit. Uh, Bo, I love you. I miss you uh, in case you're watching this. Yeah, she uh, didn't come with you. No, I can't get her. You know, I'll, I'll, I, I was going to leave the show like this saying, but immigration in the United States is broken. <laughs> it is absolutely broken. We could talk about that next week. We could talk about that all the time, but it's like a broken record. What the hell? Just remember, click the like button, subscribe. If you see us on social media, you know, join the panel. It's easy to do. And once again, like I say, remember, you make it happen. Thanks, everybody, for being on the panel. And we will talk uh, again next week for our 161st show. Until then, make it happen. Stay safe and stay healthy, everybody. Thank you. I got to go. Dinner's on the table. Yeah, me too.